Rice, your bite-sized segments to inform and inspire. This is the powerful way to start your day. I'm Megan Morass, I own a cultural PR agency, and in my spare time, I love to write poems and short stories. And I'm Tara Scott, I used to run fashion label Tara Starla, and now I help brands grow through community-led marketing. You can follow us on Instagram at The Slice Podcast and please get in touch on Twitter too at The Slice underscore tweet. This episode is all about manifestation. You probably have heard the term manifestation used lots and lots. It's a term that Tara and I employ and use often. Um, We think it's an amazing thing. And what manifestation means to us is intention coupled with action. We did actually look at a official definition and Tara literally was like, that's not what it means. (laughs) So we've made our own, uh, yeah, our own definition up, which is intention coupled with action. Um, This episode, we're gonna talk about the importance of manifestation and also how to do it and bring it into a reality in your day-to-day life. But first off, Tara's going to start by talking about the language of manifestation. Yeah, so um, when it comes to manifestation, language is really important. Uh, when we, to elaborate on what Megan said, when we talk about manifestation, we're talking about um, the practice of willing the things that you want into your life. And uh, one of the ways that we do that is through the voice in our head or the way that we speak about things. And um, two really key uh, differentiators within that are the concept of a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. Now, lots of us have um, unintentionally a scarcity mindset when it comes to uh, speaking about the things that we wish we had. Mm. And um, people who practice manifestation Uh, believe that a scarcity mindset is actually going to keep yourself in that place of lacking it's also sometimes called a lack mentality right so an example of that would be um to say like oh i wish i had more money or um i do that all the time yeah or like or i'm or when i get a boyfriend or um something like Uh, anything to do with like putting your dreams in the future Mm. so an abundance mindset or what's sometimes called affirmative conscious language is when we are talking about it as if we already have it it's what you call it as if i love the as if yeah so speaking as if it's already happened exactly so and and it's really important for manifestation for a number of reasons which we will cover in this episode um but part of uh, manifestation really working for you is um, the process that's happening in your body when Mm. you feel it as a truth. Right, okay. And that's because of things that happen in your neural pathways. It's also to do with how it's going to affect you in your present and calming anxieties and things like that. And, um, you know, if you want to get woo-woo about it, which I always do... (laughs) It's 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 part of the kind of magic of manifestation. Okay. Um, so should we try doing an abundance mindset? Yeah. So an example would be instead of saying like, "Oh, I just wish I didn't have to worry about money." <laughs> yeah. You would say, "I don't have to worry about money." 
Mm. Or I don't worry about money. Yeah. Fair. And it's something that we touched on when, uh, when we did when we spoke about affirmations in one of our oh, previous yeah. episodes. And I was talking about that I used to have this affirmation that said, um, everything I need is coming to me easily and effortlessly, which my mum taught me. Yeah. But then I, as I started learning about this manifestation language, I realised that that's actually a scarcity mindset. Yeah, it is. And that it, it's what we actually want to be saying is, everything I need comes to me yeah. easily and effortlessly. So it's, it's small tweaks. So actually, it really is a tense issue. Yeah, it's, a gra- it's actually a grammatical <laughs> issue. It is a present tense rather exactly. than a future tense. Exactly. Right. Present tense affirmative. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's clarified it really. Yeah, just had, to get, <laughs> just had to get um, English language on your ass. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, fine. Can I try and do one? Yeah, please. Just, okay, so I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> You are. I am. Exactly. Great. Guys, I've got it. I've got it locked down. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And then also, um, I mean, one of the things that we've spoken about a lot on this podcast in general is like just kind of checking your self-talk. And so it really comes under that as well. And like if, for example, you're speaking about something that is due to happen in your future as well or may or may not, but you hope will. Yeah. Um, you know, to not say like, oh, that's not going to happen for me. Yeah, 100 You did that to me earlier okay, today. I had to call you out earlier. She calls me out so often, guys. It's really <laughs> frustrating. But great. I've just got your manifestation got best interests at heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Okay, so we've talked about the language a little bit of it. Um, do you think, just a, a question on the language, mm. Do you think that it's easy to change your outlook on language? You talked a little bit about neuropathways. Yeah. Do you think by consistently picking yourself up on your language, you'll actually be able to change your outlook? So it's it's like learning a new skill, mm. and so or giving up a bad habit. Yeah. Okay. So it's that it's retraining training. process. Yeah, yeah. It takes it's it, it starts off difficult and it gets easier and easier the more you do it. So you just have to. Uh, I mean, I'm like trying not to give away things that we're speaking about later in the episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> fine. But um, one uh, thing that we were going to put on the tips and tricks is um, that's really helpful when you're still kind of like learning and training yourself is to be able to just go like control delete or something like that like have a little thing that you say to yourself Ah. that just like erases the negative thing you said takes it out of your kind of yeah makes it feel like you haven't just completely fucked up exactly because that can be a downward spiral and then you're like oh my god i just said i'm never gonna have what i want and now i'm going to manifest that (laughs) and and that's just a disaster yeah so if you catch yourself saying something like that won't happen for me about something that you want to happen for you yeah then catch yourself, just say like, I say control delete in my head yeah. or out loud, whatever you want. Yeah. And then reaffirm mm. the correct language, which is whatever I want to happen for me is present go, is tense. already <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh my God, I can't tell you how much the tense things help me out. <laughs> um, okay, so who out there totally believes in manifestation? Who we wouldn't always think of. I know you've got an amazing I've got a quote that I love and live by uh, from Henry Ford, of all people, not the most, like, spiritual guru. Who is the guy that created the Ford car, Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, um... Big bucks. 
guy. <laughs> yeah, like industrial revolution guy. Okay, like major guy. And the the quote says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Just let that one sink in for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, so it's really mm. it, it's really just a reminder that what we believe about ourselves, what we're capable of, what we're destined for, what's coming our way, is true. Yeah. So let's just start believing the good things. There is a big thing about destiny, isn't there? But destiny is essentially what you believe. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I also have another quote, which is actually more of a quote that you would probably normally bring, but you've brought the Bib Bucks business guy, which I'm <laughs> loving. Uh, which is from Buddha. The Buddha. The Buddha. The one and only. The one and only. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, the one and only if we want to go into it, sorry. Yeah, okay, fine, yeah, okay. <laughs> Different podcast. <laughs> Another topic. Okay, so the quote is, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. Yeah. And that really resonated with me because I spend a lot of time in my own head. I, as we all know, if you've listened to previous episodes, have some weird dude called Richard in my head that talks to me constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, I am constantly in a conversation with myself in my head. I, should I do that? Is that a good idea? What's going on? Oh God, I've just made a mistake. Am I on the right track? Did that, was that the right decision? Basically questioning myself. 24 7 mm. and what that means is if I'm questioning myself 24 7 if my thought pattern is questioning myself I will live a life of questioning mm -hmm. and everyone else will question me and also my decisions will reflect the questioning that's going on in my head so Buddha is right of course <laughs> <laughs> so let's not question ourselves let's be in the present and manifest yeah using language of abundance there we go. Yay. Okay. So now we're going to move on to um, book club. And uh, th there's so many books on manifestation. Of yes, course, everyone's heard of like The Secret. Mm -hmm. And um, especially there's loads about like uh, manifesting financial abundance and all yeah. those kind of things. But one that I'm reading at the moment, and so is Megan, which is new. Love and it. Really exciting. It's called The Source by Dr. Tara Swart. And the oh my god, how smart! Whoa, Reddit is swift for so long. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry. And the um, so Dr. Tara, <clears throat> gal by my gal by my very own namesake. Um, <laughs> and I'm really into reading Dr. Tara on the front of this. Maybe I'll manifest myself a PhD. I love that. <laughs> uh, at the on the back of the book, it says the secret isn't mysterious forces but in the incredible power of the source. And Dr. Tara is a world-renowned neuroscientist. Mm. And she talks about when she when she's referring to the source as the name of the book, um, she's referring to the brain and just like the immense power of our brain. And she busts loads of myths about the brain. And um, she, she comes from a perspective of having gone through her own um, experience of being really in a rut in her life and starting um, you know typical manifestation activities like vision boarding and things like that mm -hmm. and um, and kind of creating the life that she had always wished for yeah uh, but but then she also 
goes into it from like this really super interesting scientific angle about brain science and um, neuroplasticity and like different ways of thinking for manifestation. That's and the thing that I love about this because often when you read a manifestation book or something... It's some, all wishy-washy spiritual yeah. stuff. And she's she really doesn't give that perspective much airtime. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I'm here for it all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm also like super into science and I love science. Yeah. And so um it's just really interesting. It has really um practical uh like tart like what's it called? Like activities. Yeah. And um it's almost a bit like a workbook, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really practical tips all about how to rewire your neural pathways mm. um with the with the goal of that um helping you to manifest what you want in your life. Yeah. And she says this amazing quote, which I'm just gonna uh, just gonna say, uh, which is, and it's good to remember this because in that moment of I've said the wrong thing, fuck, she this will remind you that you can totally retrain, mm. which is what fires together wires together, and in that way that means that if you just get your brain firing in a t in a different manner, mm. such as abundance, yeah, language it will wire together and then it will just become second nature. Exactly. And if you're firing in a lack mentality and in a scarcity mindset, then it's going to continue to wire in that way. Yeah. So you just have to start making the switches. Making changes. And it's also never too late to make those changes. I think that's really important. Yeah. So 100% go purchase this book. It's new. It's called The Source. It has an absolutely epic uh, cover. It's $12.99 yeah, on Amazon. Go live your best life. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about now is actually how to or a few steps in terms of how to actually do manifestation um now tara and i have been how long would you say we've been practicing manifestation i think maybe i've been doing it for about three years well i mean if you want to go deep the okay. real truth is the real truth is we're all practicing it yeah true and it's that henry ford quote again whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right. Yeah. So okay, we're fair. all practicing it, even if we're practicing it badly. Yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> all right. But, well, then in which but consciously practicing mindfulness, I got really into it, yeah, a few, a, a, a few, deep into it a few years ago when I wasn't really well enough to be working and I was really trying to manifest myself out of that situation. So I think it's really important to say here that um, both Tara and I have seen manifestation work. Tara, mm -hmm. absolutely, especially. And also me in more recent times have definitely seen it work. So we're not going to tell you to do something that isn't going to work. But also don't write or tweet in and say, hey, I manifested a million quid and it hasn't turned up yet. Because we are not promising that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. So we think there's about five key steps to doing manifestation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk you through those right now. So the first one is, what are you actually going to manifest? And whatever you decide that may be, you must wholeheartedly believe and desire it. Mm. There is literally no point in manifesting a pret sandwich. Or, you know, for a good example, is like a, a, a million pounds. When it's potentially not even necessary, you might be able to cope, you know, you might actually, what you might be manifesting is actually a bit more money, so well, that you are I'm, able to be more comfortable. Exactly, and I think it's really important to think about the emotion around it, so mm. why do you want a million pounds? Yes. Is it because you feel trapped? 
Is it because you feel stressed about your financial situation? And so then what you really want to manifest is a sense of control and financial freedom. Exactly. So unpicking apart what your first gut instinct is and really understanding what you're manifesting. So that is the first point. The second one is make space for that vision and that manifestation. So that's about removing things that are barriers or standing in your way to that. Mm. For example, if you are, let's do the money one, for example, if you are, you know in your company that you're in, there's no way of moving up or accelerating or getting a better pay rise because you've asked for it, then perhaps you need to look elsewhere and remove that barrier that your current job is putting in place for you. Mm. So it's or about another example space. that I like is if you are trying to manifest a um, new partner, yeah. if you're single, then a really nice thing to do is like um, have rearrange your bedroom so that there's like two bedside tables on each side of the bed and make space on that side of the bed for your new partner to come into your life. And you can do things as well, like around the sink, you know, like just make space. I've heard of people like clearing out half of the cupboards or half of the wardrobe so that there's space for that to come into your life. I really like that because that is a physical movement of making space. It's an action with an, an intention, action. yeah. And what was our definition? <laughs> okay, so that's the second one. The third one, which I'm sure you will have heard of because it's more regularly spoken about, is visualization. So a really great, great, a really great a really great way of doing that is creating a vision board and often people talk about vision boards at the beginning of the year it's great to have a vision board at the beginning of the year but this vision board that we're discussing right now is actually very much focused on that manifestation or that thing that you want to bring into being um, so it's not necessarily I want all these things for my year ahead it's really focused Tara, how do you go about creating your vision board? Well, um, one thing that I think is quite important with a vision board is actually to not necessarily have a clear focus. Okay. And um, to spend a bit of time. I like to collect. Also, I think it's really key to think about. So if we're using, for example, like magazines and we're cutting them up and making collage, okay, that's the typical process for making a vision board. Mm. Um, what I like to do is collect um, magazines that, overall have like quite a good um vibe it's not mm -hmm. just like fashion magazines or gossip magazines because when you're flicking through them you're not going to find much that's inspiring yeah so I always collect like stylist and balance magazines yeah because they usually have you know quite a nice balance of um lifestyle travel wellness career those kind of things which are you know what we want more of mm -hmm. um so and then take the time to flick through them and just look for things that are resonating with you mm -hmm. and it might not necessarily be um the an actual thing mm -hmm. a, a great example is when i was not not very well and i and i was doing a vision board and I knew how I wanted to feel. I wanted this sense of like freedom in my body yeah. and living my life and not yeah. feeling trapped. And I found this picture of um, two friends jumping into like a lake wild swimming. Yeah. And that became the biggest picture on my vision board. Yeah. And then that summer I did this. It was like on New Year's Day when I did it. But then that summer, my sister and I went swimming to the ladies ponds. I did it with my sister as well. My sister and I did went swimming to the ladies ponds on Hampstead Heath like almost every week oh. 
and it became a really integral part of me um, getting back in love with my body. Nice. And I and I would look at the picture of these two women jumping into this pool, and it filled me with such a sense of joy that then became my Reality. life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so really it's nice. like the, think about what that what the images mean and the emotion. It comes back to the point one that it's not just like a Ferrari or something yeah. like that, you know. Well, the vision board that I have done is slightly different, and it is a bit more focused. You know, I love a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I have as just to give you another way of doing it mm. because whatever whatever suits you is the best way for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I focus. I have a very clear goal. It's not making money. It's not a physical goal. It's actually about freedom. Yeah. And that sense of freedom has been the focus of the vision board. And then I've built it out from there. And I've built it not just with things for magazines, but also quotes. Yeah. Little doodles that I've done. Yeah. Poems that I have written. Things that mean that sense of freedom. Yeah. So it can, I, you're right, I feel as though there is an element of openness to it and there has to be, but also you can make it a bit focused if you would like to do that. Yeah. Okay, so that's number three, vision, visualisation. Also a, an important uh, element of number three is not, you don't have to make a vision board to visualise things and that a really interesting and useful practice which is also discussed in the book The Source mm -hmm. is... Um, uh, creative visualization so mm -hmm. like if in example like if you're doing a meditation or just like lying in bed at night to take yourself to that place uh, that is your goal and think about what does it feel like what can you smell what can you hear what can you taste and go through your senses and like really like transport yourself there and just just feel what it's like to be there uh -huh. and um to do that regularly is a really really great practice especially if you're worried about your current situation and um you're kind of doing it as part of a like trusting the process and if you're dealing with any kind of anxiety about your current situation then that process of visualizing when it, it's when it all all your hard work pays off will be really um good for your nervous system uh -huh. okay Point number four, take action. Mm. So going back to the initial um, definition that we have decided on, which is now officially the slice definition of <laughs> manifestation, intention coupled with action. It's all very well having these amazing intentions, doing an amazing visualization that takes you to that next place. But if you don't create any action around it, then, then it's just delusion. It's a dream, isn't it? Yeah. It's a daydream, essentially. Yeah. Um, and action doesn't mean that you need to take drastic action, rip the plaster off. It can be small actions. It can be small life changes. So, for example, what you mentioned earlier, Tara, in terms of making space, yeah. that is a small action that you can do that is readying you, making you available. Or if you are looking for a new partner, an action that you could do is just making yourself, taking yourself to a place to meet new people. That mm. is an action. Mm. Being open to having conversations with people. Yeah. Being open or to having, having therapy yeah. about like any kind of issues that might have come up at the end of your last relationship. Yeah. 
So any small action is absolutely essential to actually bringing manifestation into being. And from a career perspective, I always like to, if um, I'm being asked by someone for like career advice, mm. I, th I think a great um, practice is to vision, envisage the dream job mm -hmm. and work backwards from there to yeah. the current situation. And then you've got your plan. Yeah, you've got your actions. And then five, and one of the most important elements of this is appreciate. Appreciate what you're doing, appreciate that moment that you're in, appreciate your vision, appreciate your manifestation, and also be really um, happy about it. Mm. Be grateful. Speak Gratitude to your, is gratitude so speech. important. Yeah. Speak to your friends and say, hey, I've done this. I'm proud of myself. You know, if you're not giving yourself good self-talk, as Tara likes to say often, then it's it's really hard for other people to give you that. So a huge amount of gratitude for what you are doing, but also the space that you are currently in is really important. Mm. Anything to add on that? Um, I feel like you, you were talking to me earlier in terms of... I was going to talk about some real kind of like woo-woo stuff with okay. it. <laughs> so like... Um, one of the things that I like to do, we, we talk about making space. I also like to call that being open to receiving. Yes, that's and, a good one. And there is, um, I like to connect with like the kind of feminine energy because the, the feminine, a bit like, you know, when you've got um, electrical wires, yeah. you have like the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. And um, or, okay, I've never or, heard that, but I love that. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> like if you've got like a plugs and things like a USB, for example, you have like the masculine and the feminine, and the masculine goes inside the feminine. Are like, you actually joking? No, I'm I thought it's it was literally just named the, after genitals the brown and the blue wire. No? no, 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 when there are two things connecting, like a headphone jack into the port, it's masculine and feminine. Okay, you heard it here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did not know that. So, okay. like, it's like connect with our feminine energy which is like an energy of receiving okay and so if you want to go I mean like really exposing myself now but if you want to really get into it um I like to do um some yoga poses like happy baby pose oh yeah I love that pose. for example yeah and really think about my yoni mm. as my port for receiving the abundant energy of the universe. Okay, we're signing out now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm into that. I'm going to try that. And My yoga mat is right there. Yeah, she's ready. <laughs> as soon as I leave, she's going to have legs akimbo. I'm open to receiving. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. And then... Okay. Yeah, and so then another one just on that kind of like woo-woo white witch vibe. Yeah. Um is something to consider if we want to be doing uh, like active practices of manifestation, like for example, journaling or, um, mm, or vision boards or yeah. whatever, um, to uh, uh, arrange those practices around the best times for manifesting in our menstrual cycle mm. or the moon cycles. Yep. So in the moon cycle, the best time uh, to, for manifestation is the waxing gibbous which is the week before the full moon and the full moon itself okay so that is like if you want to think gibbous. about it it's like the um the moon is like coming to fruition yeah and that's what we want to happen with our dreams okay and um and similarly with your menstrual cycle and lots of uh cultures 
they see the especially like first two days of your period yeah as like that you're kind of like in an oracle place yeah so during that time we're actually like very reflective and and very connected to our kind of spiritual powers yeah so if we want to um see part of our manifestation practices as like a quite a spiritual thing then that's a really nice time to do that as well okay that's really interesting. This is like giving the yin and yang because, of course, like we've also spoken so much about like the um, the neuroscience of it all as well. But I think that there's still space to have that spiritual aspect 100%, to it. A hundred percent. And I think that even if people don't realize the spiritual element of it, you know, there are people, there are stories throughout history of very, you know, Richard Branson, Henry Ford. People that have achieved what we would call, in inverted commas, success mm. in our current cultural construct, i.e. capitalism, business, mm. etc., absolutely fully believe in manifestation and have this whole focus on a positive mental attitude, talking as though the deal's been done before it's been done. Mm. You know, that could be understood as just bloody lying, but actually it's just... <laughs> manifesting what's going to happen i just want to sorry i know that you're about to tell a brilliant story but i've once just come to me okay. in my mind so um my sister who's a mutual friend of ours which is my family yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's a huge fan of as you know of eric Cantona. yes massive absolutely obsessed with him and um one of the kind of uh she she told me once this um story which i assume is like really well known to anyone who's like an Eric Cantona fan. Okay, well, but, that's not me. So. Yeah, so, so one of his kind of, like, signature moves was that when he was coming up to take a penalty, right. he would pop his collar. Why? And the... I don't know the exact quote because I'm, I'm reciting this off the top of my head, but basically it was the idea being that he's already scored the goal. Oh, so he's the man. He's popping his collar because it's like... It's it's his way of being like. And if you saw Tara's neck now, it's like popping out like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's stepping up to the thing and he's popped the collar. The deal's already done. Yeah. The the ball is already in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. So it it's like that's you know that's a, a a really great way to kind of approach things. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, the deal's already done, guys. Well, we hope you've really enjoyed our episode about manifestation. We're going to leave you on a true manifestation story, believe it or not. It's in the source if you go and buy it. So, did you once know that Jim Carrey wrote himself a fake check for $10 million dated 1994? So, he wrote the check prior to 1994. And then in 1994, he landed the role in Dumb and Dumber and was paid $10 million. <laughs> That's manifestation right there, ladies yeah. and gents and whoever. <laughs> <laughs> so before we clock off, we just want to say um, that we didn't have our usual microphone today. So I'm really sorry if the sound is uh, less quality than usual, but hopefully we've uh, managed to muddle through it as best we can. And we appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for those of you who have texted in or WhatsApped or uh, on Instagram have shared the slice. We are so, so grateful for you. Um, if you are interested in getting involved or a topic that you think Tara and I should discuss, please let us know because we would love to hear from you. 
And this week we're just giving a quick shout out to at Shrewd Fox. Thanks for yes. the love, babe. We really appreciate we really it. Really appreciate your love. Have a great day, guys. Take care. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes as it helps others find us. Please stay in touch. We would really, really like to hear from you. You can get me on Instagram under Megan Morass, which is M-E-G-A-N-M-O-R-F-A-S-S, or on Twitter, Tiny But Mighty. And I am at Tara Starla on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to connect with the podcast, we would love your feedback. You can find us on Instagram at The Slice Podcast or on Twitter at The Slice underscore tweet.